0: Today, we've got a special guest, Dave Ogren. He's been uh, a part of our family at Live Church for many years. He's a great friend. He's a friend to Live Church. Lives in Seattle, Washington. He's part of the Great Commission Media Ministries. He's the United States director for that uh, Finnish uh, homeland that uh, they do outreaches all around the world. And so, um, we want to just give you a wake up call that you have an opportunity to invest in that ministry. So following the service, you'll be able to go on to the Life Church website and link in to uh, the giving and make sure that you say Dave Ogren on there and we'll make sure that he gets every bit of uh, money that comes in. It's a great opportunity to invest in in this great ministry, reaching the world for Jesus Christ. So this morning, we're going to welcome Dave Ogren as he comes and shares. <laughs> well, good morning,
1: Life Church. It is an honor to be here at this uh very unique moment in history, a uh, time in history for the United States, to my knowledge, has never happened before, and we have the opportunity of being a part of that and uh, none of us expected this, none of us were looking for this to happen a month ago it would have been. Totally outside of our realm of possibility, but here we are, but no surprise to God isn 't that wonderful? No surprise to God, even to us. and so uh, this morning we 're just going to take a few minutes to look at your look, look into the Word of God, and I just pray that god 's word this morning would be a source of great grace and comfort to you today. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. I thank you, Lord, that our hope is in you. Our hope is not in our government or or in uh, scientific experimentation or in anything else, Lord. Our hope is in you today. And we just reaffirm that today, that we trust you. We trust you in the light and we trust you in the dark. We trust you when life makes sense and we trust you when life does not make sense. And so we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm I'm going to start in 1 Peter chapter 1 starting in uh, I'm going to read verse 3, verse 13, and then 20 and 21. So, uh verse 3 says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead." I am so grateful today that the hope that we have in Christ is not something that passes. It's not here one day and gone the next. It is a living hope that remains true forever and ever. Verse 13 says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So you have a part to play in this whole issue of hope. The, the word hope means to anticipate with joyful, confident expectation. And, and, and even in the midst of dark times in the history of the church, going all the way back, we see that people lived with this amazing hope because of their relationship to Christ. And you have, you and I have a part to play in that because the scripture here makes clear That we are to prepare our minds. We are to be sober-minded. We are to set our hope fully on the grace of God. And so I encourage you today, in the midst of uncertainty, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know about the coronavirus. We don't know who's going to get it or who's not going to get it. But I want to encourage you today to set your hope on the grace of God. Verse 20 and 21 says... He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. So he wants your faith and your hope your sense of anticipation, your sense of joyful, confident expectation to be in the Lord Jesus Christ and the God that you serve. Our hope is not found in the sinking sands of natural life, but our hope is found in the living Christ. A man by the name of Bob Goff said this, sometimes God lets us lose hope for a moment. So we'll retrace our steps And find him all over again. And we need to do that. Sometimes, you know, we get shaken by what's happening. I mean, we see what's happening to the economy. We're seeing what's happening with people that are dying. And all of this is very upsetting to all of us. But the reality is, is that that we retrace our steps, And when we do that, we find him again. And when we find the Lord again we find comfort and we find strength and we find peace it's interesting how often the scripture talks about hope in relationship to jesus first timothy 1:1 jesus christ our hope he is your hope his commitment to you your commitment to him he is your hope first timothy chapter 4 verse 9 we have our hope set on the living god it's an intentional thing i will set my hope on the living god I'm thankful that the scripture tells us that the word of God is an anchor for your life and for my life in the storm. Romans 15 verse 4 says, Whatever was written in former days were written for our instruction. That through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. In this time, don't abandon the word of God. If there was ever a time that we needed the word of God, it's Today. And as you allow the word of God to come into your life, it's going to bring hope into your life. Not only the word of God, but the presence of the Holy Spirit infuses us with, with the hope that God has to give. Romans 15 verse 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that the power, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Lord, we pray right now that you would cause your people to abound in hope by the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. We open ourselves to the Holy Spirit today. Jesus, you told us if a natural father would give give good gifts to his children, how much more will you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So we ask for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit in our lives today. Hope is not dependent upon the circumstances of life. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And so there's this combination of hope and patience and prayer that all come together in our life. Many years ago, Cory Tenboom said this, If you look to the world, you will be depressed. If you look within you will be depressed. If you look to Jesus, you will find rest. Let me say that again. If you look to the world, you will be distressed. If you look within, you will be depressed. But if you look to Jesus, even with coronavirus, even with the economy tanking, even with jobs being lost, even with all that's going on, if you will look to Jesus, he will give you rest. Rest. It's interesting to me. Psalm um, 39. Psalm 39. Let me just read this for you uh, in verses 4 to 7 of Psalm 39. This is what it says. Well, if I would get in the right book, we'd be good. Psalm 39. There we are. All right. Psalm 39 4. O Lord, make me know my end, and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few hand breaths. My life is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a, sh- as, as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in t- turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. And now, O oh Lord, for what do I wait? My hope... Is in you. (laughs) My hope is in you. Here, here. David says, in facing the reality of his own mortality, the own reality of the shortness of life, he says, in the midst of all this, he said, when I look of all of this, I say, God, my hope is in you. My hope is not in my circumstances. My hope is not in these situations. Psalm, uh, verse, uh, chapter forty-two. Verse 5 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise you. He repeats it in verse 13. Exactly the same thing. Why are you cast down? Why are you in turmoil? Have hope in God. And so we need to talk to ourselves every once in a while. You know, Why are you so discouraged? Why are you so upset? Have hope in God in the midst of these difficult situations. The enemies of your hope are confusion, crisis, the passing of time, expectations that are unfulfilled. Those rob us many times of our hope. You look at the life of Job, he was robbed of his hope. For a season of time. You look at Joseph with the pit and Potiphar and prison and Pharaoh. He was robbed, I'm sure, of his hope for a period of time. Abraham, there were 25 years between promise and fulfillment. And in the midst of that, he gets impatient. And so there is the birth of Ishmael. Why? Because he had lost hope. Hang on to hope. Hang on to hope. Sow hope in your life. You know, Galatians 6 says, don't be deceived. What you sow, you will reap. Don't grow weary. In due season in God's fixed definite time. You will reap if you do not faint. So don't faint in the midst of what we're going through. In the midst of coronavirus. In the midst of the economic uh, tr- trouble and, and, and uncertainty. In the midst of all of this. Sow hope. Sow hope in your life. So. So this sense of constant uh, uh, supernatural uh, agreement with God, that God is in charge. In Matthew 24, Jesus talks about the last days, and he talks about wars and famines and earthquakes and famines and all these different things that are happening. And what is his message in the midst of, of, of of these difficult times in our lives that come? What does he say? He says, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Why? Because God is ultimately in control. Psalm 33 and verse 11 says, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. Proverbs 21 tells us that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And so we understand the sovereignty of God in all situations. And in Isaiah 40, it says, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth. It's inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretch out the heavens, who, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness Scar- uh, scarcely are they planted scarcely sown scarcely uh, has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them like uh, them off like stubble to whom then will you compare me? that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these things. He is the one who brings out the host by number, calling them by name, by the greatness of his power, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He died not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the fate, and to him who has no might he increases strength. Even you shall not shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah. Yeah. Hope. <laughs> Hope. Yeah. Hope where? Hope in God. Hope in his promises. Hope in his love for us. Hope in the fact that he hasn't abandoned you. He knows what you're going through. So we know God has ultimate power to intervene. But when does he intervene? Not always when we want. We need to understand that our hope is not primarily based on the temporary, but on the eternal. Eternal. I cannot guarantee you that you won't get the coronavirus. (laughs) I can't guarantee you that you might not die. But I can guarantee you this, that Jesus is with you every step of your life. However long that may be. God waits at times. We don't want God to wait right now. (laughs) We want this to be over, right? You know, and we have all kinds of, of examples of God waiting throughout the scriptures. My, my, how many times? But God is with us. He is for us. 1914, Archduke Ferdinand of Austria is assassinated by a Serbian. Sparks World War I. 11 million Military and 7 million civilians die. Some of those were Christians. 1918, the the flu pandemic of 1918, 500 million people were infected. In 25 weeks, 25 million died, over 600,000 in the U.S. alone. 1939, World War II, 25 million military, 55 million civilians are killed. Two-thirds of the Jews of Europe are killed. Six million, 1.5 of them were children. Some of these were believers. April through July of 1994, Rwanda and Burundi, 100 days, in 100 days, Hutus, the tribe Hutu, slaughtered one million of their brothers, the Tutsis, In simply a matter of two months. So many questions. (laughs) Oftentimes so few answers. Acts chapter 12. Why is Peter marvelously delivered? The chains fall off. The prison door is open. Peter is delivered marvelously. But the brother of John, James, in the same event is thrust through with a sword and killed. What does the scripture tell us? Nothing. <laughs> in Mac, Matthew chapter 14. Why, why is it that John the Baptist. Is, as, as the young, young man. Who was the forebearer of Jesus Christ. Why is he beheaded? We don't know. The scripture is silent. In Hebrews chapter 11. There were those who conquered kingdoms. And, and stopped lions mouths. And escaped the sword. And others suffered. And others were stoned. And others were sawn into. Why? Why? I don't know. But in the midst of all of this uncertainty of life, we have amazing hope. I don't know what tomorrow holds for you or for me or for our nation, for that matter. But I can guarantee you that Jesus Christ is your hope. Our hope is set on the living God. Through the endurance and the encouragement of Scripture, we have hope. The God of all hope fills us with all joy and peace by the power of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 2 says that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish. In the midst of a crooked and twisted generation... Among whom you shine as lights in the world. This is an opportunity for us to shine as lights. For people to look at you differently. I've heard so many people say, went into the grocery store. I could feel the heaviness. <laughs> the fear of people with what's going on. May we shine as lights. Romans 12, rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Hope in God to anticipate with joyful, confident expectation. The experience of this world cannot rob you of the hope that we have in Christ. You are anchored in Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful thing? That in spite of no matter what happens here on planet Earth, we are anchored in Jesus. That is stronger than death. That is stronger than the economy. That is stronger than anything that might happen to our lives here on earth. Father, I thank you today for the hope we have in Christ. I thank you, Lord, that we can trust you, not just in the light when everything is wonderful and everything is beautiful and everything is going our way and the economy is wonderful and we're all healthy, but we can have hope. We can have this wonderful anticipation with joyful, confident expectation of the presence of God of the fact of our relationship to Christ. And I pray, oh God, that you will help us in this season to shine as lights in our world. In Jesus' name, amen.